Scared, I put it back in place. I put my phone back in place. I still don't know if I should have called up. Look, just tell me, why don't you? If I'm out of place, cause here's your chance to make me feel awkward and wish that I had never. Even called up this place. I saw you though today. Walk by with Hippie Johnny. I had to call up and say how I wanna take his place. So this phone call today concerns Hippie Johnny. He's always stoned. He's never straight. I saw you today, you know, walk by with Hippie Johnny. 
Look, I had to call up and say I wanna take his place See, he's stoned Hippie Johnny Now get this, I'm straight And I want to take his place Now look, I like him too I like Hippie Johnny But I'm straight And I want to take his I said, I'm straight I said, I'm straight I'm proud to say Well, I'm straight And I want to take his place Now I've watched you Walk around here I've watched you meet Boyfriends, I know And you tell me how they're deep Look, but I think if these guys, if they're really so great, tell me why can't they at least take this place and take it straight? Why always stoned like hippie Johnny's? I'm straight and I want to take his place. I'm certainly not stoned. Like hippie Johnny is I am straight I, But I want To take his place I said I'm straight I said I'm straight Folks, this is Flat Black Plastic on Mutiny Radio.
Flat Black Plastic is a show you're listening to on Mutiny Radio. FM, where all the sound you hear comes from plastic that's flat and black and full of grooves.
Is this America? Is this freedom? No. Is this democracy? No. Is this equality? No. What do we want? Freedom. Now. 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 Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim All of 15 stood. Get your bargain side over here. All of 15 stood. Look at the bargains over here, ladies. Ladies, everybody's entitled to buy. Everybody's entitled for a good buy. Right over here, get it. Please come over here and get it. All of 15 too. Step inside. Hi, how are you? Yes, you'll get it. You'll get it. Wait, I'll be with you in a minute. Come over here and you get it. Right over here. Here, 152 Orchard Street and 138 Orchard Street. Yes, yes. I take care of the babies too. Once a while, I get 50 cents an hour. Watching the babies while you're doing your shopping right over here. You get it right over here at Mendel's department store. Yes, you're entitled for a goodbye and you get it right over here. Thank you. You get it right over here.
Black Black Plastic on MutinyRadio.fm.
off his clothes And every time I walk, shake like jelly all over Just a big fat popper No, I'm not to blame And if you try me once, baby You'll never act the same Fantastic. Ah, but it's really true, Jack. When I speak a word around my premise, no such thing as talking back. Cause I'm the boss of my house. Yes, I'm the boss of my house. All I do is bat an eyelid, and everything gets just as quiet as a mile. I can leave home anytime I get ready, and stay out till God knows when. When I do come home, there's never no stuff like, Say, where have you been? Cause I'm the boss of my house. Yes, I'm the boss at my house. I just raise my little finger and everything gets just as quiet as a mouse. I can go out with a pocket full of money and come back home without a cent. Oh, but I can get reimbursed so quick you think I own the mint. Cause I'm the boss at my house. Yes, I handle the money around my house. I just look down over my glasses and everything gets just as quiet as a mouse. And another thing, I can leave home cold sober, come back as drunk as I can be. Bet your bottom dollar Ain't nobody gonna mess with me Cause I'm the boss at my house Yes, I'm the boss at my house All I do is take a deep breath And everything gets just as quiet as a mile My old lady started to tell me About something that she heard 
I just looked her dead in the eye and she didn't say another word because I'm the boss of my house. Yes, I'm the boss of my house. All I do is clear up my throat and everything gets just as quiet as a mile. Shut up, woman. You're thinking too loud. And furthermore, I'm the one that do all the thinking around here. I'm the boss in this house. You know it. Okay, if you know it, then show it.
Thank you, people. That was a flat black plastic show. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back. Plenty more where this came from. If you can get down here to the station, 21st Florida, support support some live stuff. Do that. Thanks for listening again. See ya. and inject politics into the physician-patient relationship. I'm stunned that this POS bill would get this far, and I'm ready to call for action. If Oklahoma Governor Mary Fallon signs it, she may very well kiss her political career goodbye. She's in a bad spot, damned if you do and damned if you don't. Compliments of the good old boys in the good old party, that's GOP, where extremists rule the day. But then, it was her choice to remain a member of a party that votes against women. To contact Governor Fallon, here is her office phone and fax. I am unable to find an email at this time, but uh, when and if you call, please keep in mind that although she is part of the problem, she did not create the bill, nor has she signed it yet. It is hoped she will do the right thing. And Governor Mary Fallon, if you want to send her a letter, I'll read the address, or if you're in Oklahoma, I don't, if I have any listeners out in Oklahoma City or you know folks, go give her a visit. Uh, it's the Oklahoma State Capitol. It's at 2300 North Lincoln Boulevard, room 212 in Oklahoma City. I can send her a postcard even. Uh, it's Oklahoma City, okay? 73105. Call on the phone, 405-521-2342. Again, that's 405-521-2342. Let your voice be heard. If you have a fax machine and you feel like sending a fax, why not do that? The fax number is 405-521-3353. And uh, then they have a quote from Susan B. Anthony, as there should be, I guess, in a lot of places. Uh, no self-respecting woman should wish or work for the success of a party that ignores her sex. And that's from 1872, a long time ago. The debate over our right to choose what's best for our bodies and our future will most likely outlive us. But... We fight because it's what our foremothers and forefathers did for us, and it's what we must do for our daughters and their daughters. It's been said in different ways that anti-choice legislation will never end abortions. They will only create unsafe abortions. Be sure we are hashtag not going back to the alley. And not going back is the only part of the hashtag to the alleys after that. Here are 13 large and small reproductive rights organizations and social media groups to visit slash support. They can offer information and or discussion about women's rights and laws against women. Uh, Planned Parenthood, NARL, which I hugely support. I also support Planned Parenthood, but NARL more so. Uh, Pro-Choice America. Now, National Organization for Women, uh, NAF, which is the National Abortion Federation, RH Reality, UniteWomen.org, Abortion.com, I'm glad that exists, uh, Fight Laws Against Women, We Are Fuse, and that's F-U-S-E, Abigail Adams Brigade, Pro-Choice Liberals, Stop Patriarchy Now, and Center for Reproductive Rights, also those last two, yes. Uh, the Guttmacher Institute is an excellent source of women's reproductive data and current legislation. Many thanks to Meteor Blades for reporting this news and for his continued pro-choice advocacy for women's reproductive rights. You can read the story here, and they have a link to that. And so we march on, and we are hashtag not going back. And you can find all the links to all these organizations on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash weeklyrev. I think it's time for some more music. Here's another song that was performed, and it's kind of angry, but also has a nice uh, beat to it. So play this music, and then we'll be back with some more stories, some positive and some... 
we'll, 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 we'll find ways to, to make it positive. Yeah, my name is John Neffel, and I am an independent journalist based in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm the, I'm the co-host of a daily podcast called Radio Dispatch, and I've got a new story in the Village Voice. Awesome. So uh, for folks who haven't read the, the story yet, um, perhaps we can uh, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so it's a, a feature-length profile of two leftist activists uh, from New York, and uh, I followed them for several months as they prepared to smuggle themselves into northern Syria to join a Kurdish militia that's known as the YPG, which stands for the People's Protection Unit. Very cool. Wow. So how did you um, first get involved with them? Yeah, it's, it's funny. Uh, the story really begins back in late 2011. Uh, I was covering an action um, put on by Occupy Wall Street yes. uh, in December of uh, 2011, and uh, I was arrested. Um, even though I was a journalist, not an activist, I was arrested uh, with 16 other people. And one of them was uh, a young, uh, young activist named Guy Stewart, um, and he and I ended up spending uh, 37 hours in jail together uh, as a result of the arrest. So you know, we had a lot of time to talk, yeah. and uh, we basically stayed in touch uh, over the years since then. And um, in January of this year, he sent me a. A Facebook message and said, I'm doing something that you might be interested in. So uh, basically from then on, he and I were in almost constant contact. Awesome. Very cool. Um, great. So, yeah, so I guess we can uh, talk more. I mean, we can maybe go back a little bit to Occupy. I remember because I left New York uh, in 2011 in the summertime, shortly before that happened. I remember following it and I was in St. Louis in the fall. So I was uh, remember when that was happening there and i do remember following online and seeing even the the photo of you with holding your glasses yeah yeah that one uh that one was uh shared pretty widely online and it was it was strange to find myself being the subject of uh of a what just is objectively a kind of iconic looking photograph it was a very strange phenomenon yes yeah, and something similar um, here in San Francisco. There's been there was a lot of pressure to have the police chief fired, and thankfully he has resigned. Um, and a, f a few months ago, folks took to city hall, and of course the police ended up harassing and uh, assaulting quite a few people, um, including journalists. So I think for for some folks who were not quite uh, were a bit surprised that that would happen, but that seems, seems to been have happening for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, I I really think that that at the at the local level, at the level of of mayors and police chiefs, um, there's been a, a serious lack of attention paid to First Amendment protections for for press, for activists, um, for assembly rights, um, and yeah, I mean, I really think that that one of the lesser told stories over the last I don't know five, six, seven years is uh, is like a real just complete lack of respect for uh, freedom of the press by yes. by mayors and police chiefs really across the country yeah yeah absolutely uh, have you um, 
encountered any more like violence um, in in your fields uh, since the Occupy movement? Uh, well, I was arrested a second time, um, also as a journalist, uh, on the one-year anniversary of Occupy. Uh, but since then, there was there was a, a year where I had an official NYPD um, press credential, which I resisted getting for a long time because I don't think that the police of any city should be the people conferring the status of journalist or not journalist. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it seems to me a little bit like the um, the fox watching the hen house, as they say. Um, but after the second arrest, I kind of was just like, this is, I can't keep doing my job. Uh, I keep getting kidnapped by the state. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I applied for uh, credentials and then they expired. And honestly, since then, I've, I've been doing less reporting on sort of demonstrations and marches and more um, stuff around uh, Guantanamo and, and refugees and things like that. So I haven't personally seen a lot of that, though I know obviously, it, like in, in Ferguson, for instance, yeah. um, a close friend of mine um, got shot by the police with rubber bullets as he was approaching them with his hands up. Um, and he's a, he's a white guy, so you know that they were trigger happy if they were doing that. And he was saying, press. Yes. So, yeah. You know, that's just like one one of many many examples of uh, of, of recent uh, literal attacks on on press. Oh, oh, oh. So, um, so speaking of, uh, I guess Guantanamo. What's happening there, if anything at all? Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. So I was actually just there um, to get a media tour um, uh, earlier this month, just about a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, they call it a media tour. In reality, it's about a one-day, um, highly choreographed, um, you know, very tightly controlled walkthrough of some of the facilities. Um and everyone really stays on their talking points. It's it's a it's a, a, a kind of media tour in name only. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, nonetheless, it was interesting. It was my fifth time there, um, but my first time taking a tour of the, the facilities. And really, I think the big the the big story with Guantanamo is that we can expect um, a, a probably two dozen transfers, give or take, in the next month and a half. Oh wow. Okay. Um, and then after that, my strong suspicion is that transfers are going to almost totally flatline. And I think that by the end of Obama's term, there's going to be somewhere between 30 and 40 people who are still going to be held at Guantanamo. Oh, and there's really, um, I think, very little reason to think that they will either be transferred to the U.S. Um, for for continued imprisonment or whether any of those people will be detained. And I think that basically um, Obama is going to pass on a very, very small uh, population of detainees to mm. the next administration. Oh, I, I mean, I'm not surprised. It just still feels disheartening to, to hear that. Um, it's also... Yeah good just to get some information from like from from the inside or from as close as possible yeah well one of the things that was that was really um troubling about about the media visit is that um various officials basically the top commander uh on the on the base and then the the person who's below him who's essentially the prison warden um both said that for right now there's 
this is according to them, so take it with a grain of salt, but yeah. they said that there's a great amount of um, optimism amongst the population of detainees or prisoners, if you like, um, yeah. because there have been so many, uh, relatively speaking, a lot of transfers lately. And so um, I think that there is, at least according to them, there's there's optimism that people you know think they're going to get out. Many of them have been held for 12, 13, 14 years at this point um, without charge. And but where the troubling part comes in is what I was saying before, is that even when you talk to commanders and and um, the, you know the warden on, on the base, they say that, that once those transfers happen and then everything starts to slow down, you're gonna very understandably get a population there that is very, very angry yeah. and in- increasingly desperate and increasingly hopeless, especially given the fact that um, obviously Donald Trump is not saying he wants to close Guantanamo, quite the opposite. <sighs> And Hillary Clinton is, has been very, very quiet on the topic. Of course. Um, to be honest, I would not at all be surprised if she becomes president. I could see her at some point, given you know, given some sort of national emergency, I could see her increasing the population. There. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think that there's going to be a lot of, of real uh, despair among people who are there if and when they're there by the time Obama leaves office. Uh, 